Actually, yeah. hairier than when we left. <laughs> well, who knows how long we've actually been floating in time and space. Yeah. But I guess I guess now that we're back, it looks like it's time to like uh, start another meeting. I guess we may as well. It, yeah. It's the right time. It's 7.03. It's so. not our agenda. So We had... It's amazing that we just pop out of leap space and we already have an agenda. <laughs> well, it was waiting for us. I, I, mm. I prepared it before we teleported up here. Excellent. So, so I guess uh, let's, uh, let's start with attendance. Okay. Okay. Uh, so first off, we have Paul DeShane. Wait, that name sounds really familiar. Yeah, We've been away is. a long time, and we Paul haven't had Shane. to use our real names. I think that, you know, I think that is... Uh, so, wait, hold on. I mixed did up Did you the mix letters. up the letters I again? Did. It should read Paul DeShane. <laughs> Statistically, well, that was bound to happen eventually. Eventually, I would actually mix up the letters in the exact order that they started in. Good yeah. enough. Wow. Hey, so you're here, and we have uh, Gando Airman. Gando Airman. Hey, Wizard of Time and Space. Oh. Oh, this is going to be pretty good. This is going to be a great episode um, slash meeting. Uh, I don't know, because you know what? I, I I think, forgive me here, I think I mixed up the letters. It should read Aiden Morgan. Oh, that sounds familiar. That's, that's you. That's me. Okay. Okay, yeah. we're all here. Good enough. Excellent. So well, I'm glad that we were able to leap and leap and leap for so many weeks, and we both wound up here together. It's true. Yeah. yeah. The odds The odds were slim. Yeah. Uh, but also, I believe uh, Radiothon is on right now. Yeah, no. I, I, I see a note to that effect. Radiothon. What is this thing, Radiothon? Um... Well, if we break it down into its constituent parts, radio is Latin for radio. Mm-hmm. And Thon, well, they just made that up, but it, it means that there's a lot of radio on right now. You know, I've got this guide here, and it says that it's uh, they're raising money. They're looking for pledges to support CJTR. I now feel bad that I took so much of their money for that Einstein-Rosenbridge machine I built. Uh, no wonder they yeah. need to raise money. Um, yeah, apparently if you donate $25, that you could enter it into a prize draw. And you could win a week-long all-inclusive holiday to Cayo Santa Maria, Cuba, wow. for two adults. What, what, uh, what travel agency is uh, is facilitating this? Carlson Vaughanly Rickert Travel. That's what I thought. Yeah. yeah. Well, They've right. been a fantastic sponsor of uh, CJTR. Indeed they have. And now they're sponsoring Radiothon. That's fantastic. And uh, just, uh, just before we move on, I have to say that uh, a lot of people out there who listen to CJTR, you enjoy some great stuff. Uh, just listen to Thursday Nights Alone. You get the Prairie Naturalist. You get Just Drawn Radio. Uh, you get, of course, us, the Queen City Improvement Bureau, uh, Nerdcore Cabaret, the Cockpit, and tomorrow we're getting the Dish Pit uh, back after a long hiatus. I mean, this is wonderful programming. It is. And your donations out there keep it happening. They keep us on the air. They keep our meetings going. Uh, without without CJTR, we'd just be knocking on doors and trying to talk about policy. Yeah. Yeah. And nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. No. Yeah. So people should phone 306-525-7274 and make a pledge right now. It helps us keep the lights on and keeps us from pestering you at your front step. 
Exactly. Yeah. All right, so we should move on with the agenda. Um, I note that we have somebody else down here with us. Oh. Who looks like he's been waiting here a long time. <laughs> and he looks very familiar from City Council. Is that a Councillor uh, Robert Hawkins? Well, it's actually Councillor Bob Hawkins, and that's Bob spelt in a way that you can't mix up the letters. It works the same way in both directions. Okay, good. <laughs> Excellent. Because some, sometimes that happens when we do our certificates. We kind of mix up letters and stuff, so... But I'm glad. I'm glad it's just Bob. That works. Well, Eden, you forgot to mention that uh, if people phone in with a fifty-dollar pledge, Paul will escort them into council chamber and seat them at the next council meeting. <laughs> That's yeah, true. It's true. I, I would do that. Yeah. 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 And I would also show them the secret, um, the secret uh, candy bar machine down the secret hallway by the secret washrooms that actually takes bills. I haven't found it yet. It has saved my life at many a council meeting. So. Well, thanks a lot for coming in. Um, we wanted to talk to you today because, well, for a variety of reasons, there's an election going on. I suspect you know that. Yes, it's true. Yeah, there's a city election going on. Um, but before we get to talking about all of that, I've heard this uh, rumor that at some point in your life, you met uh, Hunter S. Thompson, the, the famed gonzo journalist. And uh, th that can't possibly be true. It is true. In 1972, after I finished my first degree at the University of Manitoba, I decided I wanted to go work in an American election. It was something that people just didn't do. So the day I finished my degree, I got on the bus, and I went down to Nebraska where there was a primary going on. It was the month of May. And I worked through May as an advance man for George McGovern. And then uh, in September, uh, when uh, the election got going, I was doing advance work for George McGovern and for Sergeant Shriver, who was his uh, vice presidential candidate. And at one of the stops, I think it was in Iowa, we were standing backstage, and my job was sort of done because the event was already going on. Not too much could stand could go wrong. And standing there was this wild guy named George S. Thompson. I had no idea who he was. And he was chatting away to me, and I thought he was a bit unusual. And uh, he left, and somebody came up to me and said, Do you have any idea who you were talking to? And I didn't, and that was him. <laughs> really? So then, after that, you went out and got like insanely drunk with them and did a whole bunch oh, yeah, of ether. Certainly, yes, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> uh, it launched my career at that point. Oh yeah. The other yeah. thing that was interesting about that campaign was, right at the end, people will recall that McGovern didn't exactly win a landslide. No, no, no. he did not. And uh, uh, on the very last elect day, the last election night, I was with uh, Sergeant Shriver's family, the vice presidential campaign, in a hotel in Washington, watching late into the night with Shriver and his family and I remember very clearly uh, they paid us a little bit of money for expenses and we got checks that night and we were told to get to the bank at 8 o'clock the next morning because by <laughs> 9 o'clock there'd be no more money Jeez, that's that's awesome so yeah McGovern he he wasn't much of a president uh, he, he wasn't not. much of a president but he was a very impressive man he oh, was yeah. a tall and handsome man he uh, spoke extremely eloquently and it turned out he was right. Yeah. 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 Did you ever hear the rumors at the time that uh, that he was in ill health and taking the, an, a drug called Ibogaine? No. There, there were rumors because Hunter S. Thompson actually wrote about them. And that was. And he made them up. He made them up. <laughs> made them he up. said later in an interview, I think the quote was like, he said, I never said that he was taking like weird drugs from a mysterious doctor. I only said there were rumors. And then he said, and I know there are rumors because I was the one who started them. Well, so. uh, Hunter, Hunter Tom, S. Thompson must have been projecting a bit as well. <laughs> yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Yes.
Um, cool. Well, yeah, that's an awesome story. Uh, well, speaking of other awesome stories, there was a usually after a council meeting, we'll have a, a city council update on the uh, Queen City Improvement Bureau. And there was one on Monday that you attended. And uh, I was kind of hoping that you could, like, uh, give us some sort of, like, behind-the-scenes insight into what happened at uh, Monday's council meeting. Uh, Monday's council meeting was a very moving meeting. It was moving because uh, the Regina Res Indian Residential School uh, graveyard was discussed, and the motion before council unanimously supported by council was that the graveyard be declared a, a heritage site which means that it will be cared for by its owner and the graveyard itself is is, is a very important uh, emotional historical uh, place uh, there's between 35 and they think possibly up to 40 uh, young aboriginal students who were attending the school also, there's a, there's a grave, the, the graves of the three uh, children of the school headmaster are there too. The graveyard had been neglected for many years. Uh, a very wonderful group of Aboriginal people about five years ago uh, recognized this and have run a campaign to, to properly uh, designate the area. So at City Council, um, we, we did that. It was moving for a couple of reasons as well. Uh, first of all, the Aboriginal delegations spoke tremendously uh, from the heart. They spoke of how they were giving voice to their past through this. It was moving because councillors uh, spoke eloquently. Councillor Murray was very uh, emotional. Uh, Councillor Young uh, pointed out, it's always tragic when a young person dies, but for a young person to die so far from home, away from their parents, uh, makes it doubly tragic. Mm -hmm. So that was uh, that was very moving. And then I was interested because uh, Dr. Blair Stonechild was there. Uh, Dr. Stonechild was the president of First Nations University while I was president of the University of Regina. So I knew him in that context, and he made a very interesting point. He said, you know, the Regina Indian Residential School was in part about education for Aboriginal students, kids, and he said, you know, First Nations University, in its own very different way, carries on the same tradition. There's a connection there. There's a long history. So he, he brought out that point, and I thought that was a wonderful point to make. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, one of the things that struck me, uh, often when you have these heritage applications to council, there's a lot of discussion about uh, the, the architecture and the, the built environment. And this site is a, a grassy lot with a, with a low white wooden fence around it. Um, and it's the first time I think that I've ever seen council like make a decision about the heritage, uh, the heritage of a site based strictly upon the story that that site tells and the sort of spirits that inhabit it, as opposed to the the built environment that they're trying to protect. I, I think it. I think it was the first time. Um, it sometimes there's power in a building. Uh, this is a case where there's there was power in the land, and. The amazing thing about the Indian Residential School was I think it was built in 1891 and torn down in 1910. So you would never know. You would never know it was there at all but for the, the picket fence that surrounds the graveyard. And I think in the graveyard there are three stones or plaques that were the first sign that there was something more there than just a grassy field. Mm -hmm. It is very powerful. Yeah, yeah. Um, and... Also interesting, the landowner 
uh, was 100% behind this. The landowner had actually, uh, I was, as it happens, I was sitting next to him in the gallery, and he was there to express his support for this. Um, it's a situation where, you know, somebody is basically giving up a piece of land to a good cause. And uh, so that was, that was really impressive that a member of the community would do that. It's very impressive. Um, sometimes with heritage applications, the owner resists. Uh, because it takes their uh, building out of circulation in the normal sense. But he was there. He was very generous, gracious about this. I think he probably recognized how important uh, how important this was. And he will keep that area up. Uh, there has to be some maintenance, you know, grass cutting and things like that, and he will do that. He's real. Uh, it, it's a very fine thing, a very fine citizen. And I know the Aboriginal community respects him greatly for what he's doing. Yeah. Um, it sounds like the next step for something like this would be um, making something uh, like a permanent installation to commemorate the site. Uh, do you think that's something that City Council would be able to throw some support behind, perhaps even some cash behind if it comes to it? My understanding is that that is the next step. I don't know the exact details. Uh, it falls to the federal and the provincial government, perhaps the federal government more so, would City Council be behind it? City Council has committed itself to advancing all of the uh, recommendations in the Truth and Reconciliation Commission. It's currently studying ways to do that. And what you just suggest, uh, honoring this and making it a more permanent site, I think is very much in the line and spirit of what City Council would intend. Yeah. Um, Just to mention that uh, for those who are listening in, uh, we're broadcasting our meeting on 91.3 FM CJTR Regina Community Radio, and this is the Queen City Improvement Bureau. Yeah, and if you're lost out there in leap space, I cling to this signal and come join us. Yes, and yes, come, come find us wherever yeah. you are. Um, the... Uh, Sorry, the, uh, the, you guys had some time uh, after the, uh, the decision was made. There was, a, there was a recess. Again, this was an unusual move so that uh, council could spend some time speaking to the Aboriginal leaders who were there. Um, what did you guys uh, discuss? With, can you give us a scoop? It was just a five minutes, ten minutes of pure joy. Uh, the Aboriginal community that came to council that night uh, was clearly pleased. They, they felt they'd had a voice. Uh, they felt correctly that they taught us something. I think they felt affirmed. I think they felt that they connected in a way with the children that were uh, in the cemetery. Uh, they were they were happy, and as a result, we were happy too. Yeah. Mm. And an allusion was made by uh, Mayor Fougere about a report in December uh, about the uh, the way that the city can contribute and can uh, uh, honor the recommendations in the Truth and Reconciliation Report. Uh, could you give us a little bit more uh, sort of detail on what the city is doing around that? Uh, the Truth and Reconciliation Commission has 97 recommendations, and the city indicated support for those recommendations, and it asked administration to take them away, review the recommendations, and see how they might apply to the things the city does. Um, it's cultural, I suppose, but it goes beyond that as well. And uh, it may be economic, it may be providing opportunities, it may be just situations in which we can be a little more sensitive and, and ways in which we can work together. So what we're doing in the report that Mayor Fougere uh, alluded to are recommendations back from, back from the administration on how the city might do its part in reconciling, uh, as outlined in the Truth and Reconciliation Committee. 
Yeah, that's really exciting. And that yeah. Is, yeah, it's coming yeah. soon, which is great. It'll be very soon. It'll be yeah. one of the, I think it'll be quite soon after the new council's in place. Right, right. Um, okay, there's really no good way to segue away from that topic. <laughs> so I'm just going to clumsily do it anyways. Excellent. Um, <laughs> because there was something, there, the other big thing that happened at the council meeting on Monday that drew a lot of attention. So uh, after the heritage designation was right. was agreed to and all the people who came to show their support to that, they'd filled the gallery, they filed out, and then everybody who was showing up to express their discontent with the Laneway Suite pilot project filed in. And that was, uh, you know, Couple reports down the line, that happened again. <laughs> uh, laneway suites. This, this once will again, never die. It this, will this, really this never, issue die. Will never die. Yeah. So six laneway suite pilot projects. The first infill laneway suites came before council on Monday, and um, yeah, you. Th there were three delegations representing th over thirty people. I think close to forty people. Uh, had expressed discontent with laneway suites. Two of them were in Old Lakeview, which is the um, is that's the, in the ward. ward two? That is Ward Two. Mm -hmm. Two are my ward, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> when was on your block? You mentioned. Well, not on my block, but certainly in my neighborhood. Right. Down the street. Yeah. So people were concerned about privacy issues from having a second, a two-story building in the backyard. People were concerned about parking. People were concerned about density. Um, what do you what do you have how do you respond to this this happens every time any kind of infill uh, happens in the city well the first point and the essential point to make is uh, the reason laneway suites are there at all is because people had come to council and said you know there are circumstances in which we would like to build a suite above our garage for example that's typically what happens and city said fine we're not sure about this but we're going to run an experiment so uh, they put out uh, a, a tender, I guess, and a request for proposals for 35 uh, laneway suites to come forward. Only six came forward. And part of the reason for that is because the regulation around these laneway streets was so strict. They're very, mm -hmm. very detailed regulations about heights and setbacks and windows and all that kind of Parking. thing. In, in any event, <laughs> six came six came forward. Two, uh, well, two in my uh, in my ward, one just outside. And uh, at council, what happened was uh, four. There was no question about the two that came forward. Uh, one was a carriage house in behind a very old heritage property at the corner of McCallum and Albert Street, and the other was on Sinton Avenue. And uh, in both cases, there were objections, uh, and you have to deal with them one by one. Um, the, the laneway suite in the carriage house, in fact, meant that a carriage house, which was originally a suite as well as a carriage <laughs> house, way back at the beginning of time, was going to be fully restored. It interfered with the privacy of no one. It's, it's well sat back on a very large lot, and it, w it will not affect the parking in any way on, uh, on Albert or on McCallum. So there was really no privacy or parking issue there at all. I think what people were worried about was the uh, uh, opening the floodgates. Well, if we do it here, we're going to do it right down Angus Street where I live. Uh, the answer to that was, this is an experiment. Um, this is not the floodgates. When the experiment is over, the city will analyze in very considerable detail 
whether things like parking, privacy, are going to be affected, and if so, what appropriate regulations there are. So that was that one, and uh, I, I can tell you that some of the people that were objecting are my immediate neighbors, and uh, <laughs> uh, that laneway street will not be affecting us or anybody else. Yeah. The, and we'll save a heritage building, which has been one of the things this council has has tried to promote through uh, through a tax relief, actually. Um, the other one was on Sinton Avenue, and I spoke to that, and that was a pretty emotional moment for me, because sometimes when you're a councillor, you have people on both sides of an issue, and you have to stand back, and you have to think hard, and you have to say, what's the right thing to do here? Not just what's the most popular thing, but what's the right thing? And in this case, uh, I'd canvassed Sinton Street a uh, week before, and I'd talked to everybody on the street. Uh, the there, there were there were a large number of people. I think there were 18 people that signed a petition, but I can tell you that on the street there were many, many, many more people that weren't concerned at all. And when you looked at the details of the suite, uh, the owner had taken great care uh, to make the suite uh, uh, as private as possible. There was a balcony that looked out over the back lane, but the balcony was recessed into the building. It was 80 feet to the uh, to the backyard. Uh, there was probably less privacy intrusion than there is between two houses built fairly close to each other and, and on a detached lot. Uh, and this person uh, had built parking pads for the laneway suite, so there's going to be no increase in uh, uh, traffic on the street. And he was, this person was having their mother live in the street, uh, and, uh, and he and his family intended to live, live there. He was polite enough not to say long after you, Hawkins, are being taken out in a box. <laughs> so this was really a, uh, a neighborhood uh, development that's going to harm no one and help help the neighborhood, I believe. The, the suite in question would not be as high as if a new two-story house was built in the neighborhood. So all of that said, this is an experiment in laneway suites. I think it'll work. I think that there may have to be some tweaking to regulations. But if it doesn't work will know about it, and there'll only ever be six laneway suites in Regina. So it was an example of how in council uh, you deal with issues that you really have to stand back and say, what makes sense in terms of the city here? And I think laneway suites are a reasonable reasonable experiment. I think that, you know, kids will move into the house, and mom or dad might move into the laneway suite, or (laughs) mom and dad might stay in the house, and Mary or Johnny, when they go to university, might go up to the laneway suite instead of the basement. Yeah, yeah. Do you think we could see the the regulations loosen? Because the the developers Uh, express some frustration with... uh, I think you might be... I don't know if I want to say loosened or made tighter. I think you may see regulations made more appropriate as we gain mm. experience with laneway suites. Sure. One thing to say about laneway suites, these are not, not inexpensive things to build. I mean, basically, you're building a small house mm-hmm. right? on your garage. There's not going to be many people that want to do that unless they're, they have pretty serious uh, standards and reasons for doing it. Yeah. I, think, I think people's main issue with laneway suites is that increased density might actually cause, like, a singularity, like a collapse of the There's entire that. neighborhood to a tiny yeah. point, possibly opening a wormhole to another point space-time, or, you know, just generally making traffic really difficult. Yeah, that's both yeah. legitimate concerns. Yeah. yeah. Th- those are legitimate concerns. Singularities uh, in traffic. I, uh, <laughs> and, and uh, 
you know, we have, we have parking pads for laneway suites. They're going to take yeah. a car off the road. Um, the other thing to say is that neighborhoods change. Um, mm-hmm. uh, neighborhoods change, and uh, uh, I think we have, particularly when you get to be my age, you have to kind of say to yourself, well, maybe I have to accept that a little bit, and, and often they change for the better. So laneway sure. suites are part of a bigger evolution. All right. So. Okay, awesome. Well, thanks a lot for coming in and giving us this uh, city council wrap-up. Uh, how's the campaign going in Ward 2? Oh, I'm very pleased with the campaign. I, I've done. Uh, I've talked to over 1,200 people have contacted me in my four years as councillor, some of them many times, and I've worked with them hard, and, you know, lots of times you're able to help. Sometimes you do your best and can't help much. But what I'm finding at the door every time I go out is I'll knock on the door and then say, Oh, you're Bob Hawkins. I <laughs> talked to you about the squirrels in my backyard. Yeah. And it's so nice for me to be able to see a face uh, and, and remember these things. One of the very most rewarding things about being a counselor is is helping with people in your neighborhood. So so one day you're dealing with a P3 project and trying to get your head around what P3 means. The next day you're, you're dealing with your neighborhood's concerns about garbage or snow or potholes. And mm-hmm. uh, I've enjoyed that variety tremendously. Yeah. Is there going to be a Ward 2 forum? I haven't heard of one, actually. Yeah, neither have we. And in fact, hmm. I haven't heard of many in the city, except there's a forum for the mayor, the Chamber I think Commerce, I think, yeah. is running a mayor's forum. But I haven't heard of many for individual yeah. wards. One thing that may be holding back is there's a lot of candidates. It's very yeah. hard to put on a forum right. with a great number of candidates. Yeah, there's six or seven running in Ward 2. Uh, I, there's six of us running in Ward yeah. 2, yeah. Yeah, that's a crowded field. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, thank you very much for coming in. Yes, my um, pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, Aiden? Uh, well, I've uh, I've done the calculations on the rubric, and I've concluded that uh, Councillor Hawkins is an improvement vector. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you uh, should give him something to commemorate that. Uh, well, I think I tried, to, I tried to mount a constitutional challenge against it, but that <laughs> didn't take, so... <laughs> <laughs> so, here you go. Mr. Well, I can thank you very much for this, and I can tell you that nobody will be more pleased to see that I'm improving than my family. So this is great news. Thank you very much. Thank you. And as thank you can you. see on the certificate, we did get Bob correct. Yes, you spelled it correctly in both directions. Thank Excellent. you for that. Yes. Now, there's a bit of a problem with the last name, uh-huh. H-O-C-K-E-N-C-E. Oh, it's S-E, isn't it? But yeah. I can tell you that through... Uh, much of my life as a young man and even later on my best friends simply call me Hawk so the H-O-C-K is correct at least <laughs> excellent okay from now on you'll be Counselor Hawk yeah. <laughs> <laughs> alright thank you very much thank you thank you okay next up on the agenda okay. uh, is innovative revenue tools that's when we look at clever ways for the city to improve its bottom line uh, by creating tools that are innovative that for revenue Exactly. Wow, that's we yeah. couldn't have said it better ourselves. Um, but this week, we should probably talk about something that's more neat, close to our hearts and speaks more specifically to the QCIB's bottom line. Exactly, which is, again, Radiothon. Yeah. Uh, please please donate to Radiothon. As, you, as we said before, it keeps our lights on. It keeps us from showing up at your door. Uh, and it supports uh, amazing community programming. And uh, helps uh, helps gives you an alternative to uh, to the standard radio uh, programming on the air or television or straight the garbage Netflix. basically. It's, garbage. it's all garbage except for us people. Yep. You know it. We know it. We're not afraid to say it. Donate twenty five dollars, fifty dollars, 
What do we get for those kinds of donations? What do people get? I believe there are... Prizes, prize packs, stuff written down on all this paper that my notes were a mess. Okay. (laughs) All the other innovative revenue tools, I'll look more closely at them. Uh, People should phone 306-525-7274 to make a pledge, or they can go to Mm -hmm. cjtr.ca. We need... We need the support. The radio station needs the support. Radio waves literally don't grow on trees. Do they not? They do not. What what was I picking off the tree the other day, then? I don't think we should discuss that. Okay, then. All right. Let's uh, let's listen to some other innovative revenue tools. Perfect. And we are back from innovative revenue tools, Aiden. We are. You know, we've been floating in leap space for so long... I've missed the innovative revenue tools. Uh, yep, I, like the tools in like in Leap Space were not innovative. They weren't at all. And there was no reno- and all the places that we of. leaped into, we tried to improve things, but I don't know. It's almost like it's almost like our our improvement mandate doesn't scale up so good to all of space and time. I, I've noticed. I I couldn't help but feel that we kind of made things worse in no, many places. I wouldn't say worse. Maybe just neutral. Okay. Yeah. So, um, next up on the agenda, because it's Radiothon, uh, we are having a political roundtable uh, with you and me, uh-huh. and I actually share it. Yeah, how did you? Did hey you, guys, did you quantum Hello. leap here too? Quantum leap. I've been in the, I've been in the back, sleeping in the closet for the last few weeks. Oh, sweet! Oh, wow, wow! It's great to have you I here. Can't be- oh well, my so god! I can't where, believe you never noticed me. That's where our oatmeal has been going. Yeah, oh. you know, if it weren't for like the oatmeal missing, we would never have teleported out to get like some, a pint of milk. You guys have worked. been teleporting. Yeah, all well, over. yeah, we tried. It, where, it, where, it, where did you go? Everywhere. We went to went to the cockpit. The cockpit. Have you ever yeah. Have you ever been to the cockpit? No, I have never it's been. Glorious. to the cockpit. Yes, yeah, come. It comes up. Uh, it's coming up at ten o'clock. Yeah, ten o'clock. Yeah, it's... we we've teleported there in the future. Now we're back here. Wow. Yeah. We were on some show like uh, about owls or something. Well, that yeah. sounds fascinating. Yeah. yeah, it was really cool. Cool. Yeah. yeah, we learned a whole bunch about owls, actually. Right on. Yeah. And uh, and then we talked about uh, comics. Yeah. On, uh, on Dustin's show. So, um, yeah. So just, yeah. You guys have talked been about them. busy. We yeah. have been, yeah. Yeah. And there's all sorts of stuff, yeah. But yeah, I'm glad that you could join us. It's nice to have an intern here for this, uh, for our uh, political roundtable. Yeah. To commemorate the uh, the election season, and you might, sh- you might learn a thing or two about radio. Hey, hey. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, someday you might get your own show. I hope. I dream. That'd be great. <laughs> um, I should note that we are going to like throw open the phone lines here. We have set up a special phone line so that people can call in if they have questions uh, that they want to pose to the political roundtable, or if they have uh, issues that they want to raise with the Queen City Improvement Bureau. Uh, this is separate from the uh, Radiothon phone number. The Radiothon phone number is 306-525-7274. Call that if you want to make a pledge. Mm-hmm. But if you want to address the roundtable, you call 306-555-QCIB. And you can, you, can, uh, you can raise your issues with the political roundtable. Where do we get funding to uh, get another, uh, another phone line? Shh. Oh, Shh don't. Not, uh, we'll talk after the okay. meeting. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, actually, I see there's a light on the board. We've got a, uh, we've got a call coming in right now. I'm, uh, 
I'm going to play that call. Oh, I should let you know that only my microphone is hooked up to the telephone, so I'll be the only one who can actually speak to oh. the callers. But uh, here, I'm going to... That's brutal. Okay, that, seems, gonna, that seems unfair, but okay. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Let's see if I can get this to, pl- to get this to go. It's very complicated. Hello, caller. You are on the air. Please note your call will be recorded for quality control purposes. So, how can we help? Hi, I have a question for you. Right on. We are here to answer questions. Why do great horned owls have those tufts of feathers on their heads? <laughs> uh, we don't. We we don't usually answer bird questions. Isn't this the prairie naturalist? This would be the weekly meeting of the Queen City Improvement Bureau. The what? We talk about the city, city hall mostly. That's stupid. Okay, I guess wow. I guess we've been cut off you know, there. Wow, she, she, she seemed angry. Wow, she wasn't wrong though. <laughs> fair criticism, young girl. Fair criticism. Yeah. Um, geez. So, sure, you you've expressed some interest in becoming a naturalist of some kind. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he looks at birds or something. Yeah. yeah. Do you know why great horned owls have tufts of feathers on their head? Well, I, oh, that that is a that is a tough question. Um, th- the tufts really don't have a purpose. They do seem to portray some um, kind of uh, how the how the owl is kind of interpreting things. So you know how your dog puts his ears back if he's scared or or will change them depending on his mood. The owls do the same kind of thing when they're quite inquisitive. The owls go the those tufts go up um, when they're concerned. They can bring them down. But I don't know why they have the tufts. They probably evolved as some kind of communication between other owls, but it's important to note that those aren't those tufts aren't actually the ears, right? The ears are actually on the sides of the owl's eyes. Really? Yeah. Huh. And and what's really interesting about owls' ears and neat adaptation is that one of their ears is slightly higher on the one side of their head and slightly lower on the other side. So if you actually when you close your eyes and if I moved around in the the room here you would be able to tell if I was to your left or to your right because the sound's hitting your one ear first and then your other ear second, and your brain can actually formulate, okay, he's coming. the sound's coming from over there. Well, because, I'm, I'm dyslexic, so... Oh, well then, yeah. <laughs> good luck. Um, <laughs> but owls, but with it being up and down on their face, they can actually pinpoint it verti- vertically, um, sort of like think about it on rungs of a ladder, so it would be able to pinpointed on the bottom ring or rung versus the top far more accurately than we can so sorry angry caller uh that didn't answer your question as to why they have tufts but a fun owl fact hopefully so what do their ears or their tufts do when they figure out how many licks it is to the center of a tootsie pop (laughs) do they go up go down you know three by the way do they swing all around (laughs) yes i don't know maybe you guys can give me permission to get out of the sub basement later after the uh, show and I could go find out you could do some like field research with yes, owls to nice. find out what happens well, when they yes. eat a uh, we don't, tootsie roll we don't really need to do field research with owls because I found out while traveling through leap space you learn ukulele yeah. I found out a lot of things about owls oh really yeah and, I, and I'd like to test Sherrod's knowledge of owl lore or owl facts or something. Okay. All right. All right. I guess. So yeah, no, I think I think uh, it's it's kind of serendipitous that you showed up. Do I get anything like if I win this quiz? Like, you could get us coffee. Yeah. 
on the Prairie Naturalist earlier today, we were banding great gray owls. So a great gray owl is, has the largest wingspan in uh, of all of our owls in Saskatchewan, okay? So its wingspan is literally as wide as my arms, okay? And we're, we're trying to catch this guy to band him. And he comes in the middle of winter. It's minus 30 out. He is hovering right above me, within four feet, this owl that's as wide as my arms. And you, you did not hear a sound. Not a sound. You know how when geese fly over, you always hear, whoosh, 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 whoosh. This was a bird just as big as that goose, and it was not a sound. Is that the right answer? So you're basically saying that they are flying ninjas. Yes. Yeah, see, this, this I, I've heard this before. It is another common misconception. Oh. Owls actually, the sound of their wings is like giant metal plates being like rubbed forcefully together. It's a huge, awful sound, and prey flee. Wow. When, when owls like are flying overhead. I've totally missed that. That's yeah. why they're so thin under their feathers. Yes. And that's why they've resorted to eating Tootsie Pops. Exactly. They actually order in a lot of their food. Oh, yeah? Yeah, which is like uh, related to like rising rates of owl obesity. Yeah, that's sad. And, oh, and a that's lot of, really and they sad. And they binge this a lot of TV political. these days. I know. Yeah. 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 Um, well, uh, you know what? I think we should mention again that this is Radiothon uh, that we're, we're hosting this uh political uh, roundtable for uh, and so if people have pledges and they want to support this kind of quality political programming mm -hmm. they do that by phoning 306-525-7274 and making a pledge today and mention that you made that pledge while listening to the uh, Queen City the Queen, Queen City Bureau. Improvement Bureau or even just the Thursday night action pack Radiothon Super Show exactly Super Show Super, super show. show I think we got another call coming in oh yeah let's hear it okay I'll get that Hello, this is the Queen City Improvement Bureau. How can we improve your day? Good job. Way to go. I hope you're real proud of yourself. Bravo. I I'm sorry? Working hard, getting things done. If you could tell me what this is about. A pothole. We have a six-inch deep pothole on our corner, and it's almost as wide as a smart car. Did you fix the pothole? No. You put a neon orange roadblock thing over it and just left. There. That's not our department. If you, if you want, I could forward a service request for road maintenance. Oh, could you? Could you? City crews will get right on it, as if we haven't tried that. Three months that barricade's been standing there, three months and counting. I'm sorry, I... And now, now there's a tree growing out of our sewer. <laughs> a tree? Out of the sewer. It's like an autumn miracle. Seriously? Do you have pictures of this? Of course I have pictures. The tree's getting its own Facebook page. Uh, could you DM those to us? Send them to our Twitter account, at QueenCityIB. IB, like irritable bowel? Yeah. No, uh, no, actually, Improvement Bureau. Well, there you go. The pictures are all yours, hotshot. Okay. <laughs> up on up again. Okay, wow. and all I have to say, just hippie, park your smart car over the pothole, problem solved. Yeah, although the, you might, like, break the tree that's growing out of the pothole. I've actually oh. got the picture here. I will post it. I'll tweet it out in, in a little while wow. on the uh, Queen City IB uh, Twitter handle. Uh, there, yeah, it's it's not a miracle. There's a tree growing out of a pothole. Wow. Sewer, yeah. Um. Any, do you have any more political questions? I do, actually. Do you um, really? Yeah, yeah, actually. Something election-related? Oh, totally. Um, awesome. Yeah. It's actually, in the upcoming election, um, what is the closest living relative to an owl? 
of of who's running, or just any <laughs> any animal? Because it might be running. Bob Hawkins sounds oh, like he's closely related to an very owl. Nice. I think you've very figured nice. it out. Oh, I think he scores Boyd. I think he does. Yes, that that actually was the correct answer. Yes. <laughs> oh man! All right, I'll go get those coffees. The actual cool. answer is ferrets, but that's okay. Bob Hawkins was a much better answer. <laughs> cool. He seemed like such a nice guy. Yeah. He was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't get to ask him a question about cabs. We ran out of time. Oh, oh well. Yeah, I was going to talk to him about tox- taxis. Next time, watch out, Bob Hawkins. Stick it to the man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, any more questions? There, um, must, there must be more. There are, there we, are we, we had this we had this political roundtable planned out for a full half hour. Yes, indeed. Uh, so, tell me, tell me, um, well, Sharon, since you're here, uh, why do owls? I mean, why do they always got that like look on their face, like they're worried about something? Like, what are, what are owls? What do they have to be worried about? Other owls, man. What? What? Yeah, not dinosaurs. No, not really. Not lately. Huh. Other owls. Great horned owls will eat other owls. We've found... Other great horns or like just smaller? Smaller owls. Like it's like, you know, the little Russian dolls that go into one another? It's like oh, the like, biggest Russian doll. Like eats. a Matryoshka doll yeah. owl situation? So they kinda, if we pop the top off a great horned owl, there'll be like a, a hawk owl inside. Yes. And pop that open, there'll be like a, a barn owl in that. Yes. Really? Actually, we have found... That's, burrowing that's owls. That's like a turducken. <laughs> it's a turducken. It's an owl, owl, owl. <laughs> Sorry. We have found, or researchers have found, other owl species dead in great horned owl nests. So I have what? found uh, long-eared owls dead in great horned owl nests. So they kill them and bring them for their chicks to eat. Other researchers have found burrowing owls dead in great horned owl nests. So there's lots of things to be hmm. worried about if you are, are an owl, is unless it? you're a great horned owl. Is that the right answer? Well, uh, no, I was just curious because I kind of thought maybe they were worried about like larger concerns, though, like maybe peak oil. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, owls heat their like, homes with oil, like in the Maritimes. So, you know, prices are really volatile. Yeah, that's, I think it's something to be worried about. I haven't heard Especially anything. Especially for now. Yeah. Also, peak TV. Because, you know... Oh, I think we're well past that. Well, but they want to know, like, how do they know if they're getting, the, like, the best entertainment? <laughs> what about peak you know? radio? What yeah. Peak radio? Like, we're on never, Thursday no. nights. No. Yes. Well, that, that is... Yeah, that is peak radio. I mean, but there's only... We can only go... We can only go up from here, is what I'm thinking right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. We got another phone call oh, to nice. the political round. Also, peaking duck. Hello, you're on the air. Yeah, hi. Is this the city? Well, yeah. Um, you've reached the Queen City Improvement Bureau. How can we improve things for you? Yeah, whatever. Look, I've been getting these kids in costumes coming around to my house. They're in suits and wearing vote for me buttons. They're dressed up like politicians, and I keep telling them Halloween is next month, and I don't have any candy. But they keep trying to tell me about potholes and property taxes. What is this? Is this some kind of trick? <laughs> No tricks, sir. Uh, maybe you haven't heard, but there's an election on. Those are real municipal election candidates. Well, still, um, can't you do anything about them? <laughs> I'm sorry, but there's an election, October 26th. Until then, they're allowed to knock on your door. All right, thanks for nothing. 
Man, we've been getting grumpy callers tonight. I know. Once again, that caller makes a really good point. Yeah. But angry. Angry. Yeah. A good angry. Yeah. Well, no, that's want, a very good want, point. That, it, that Halloween is next month. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We want an angry, sarcastic electorate. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Is, it, is there an election going on where you are, Sherrod, in, in the closet? <laughs> <laughs> with, with the oatmeal packets? Well, that just sounds funny. <laughs> Uh, to be honest, I don't go to the post office mm -hmm. uh, near where I live, and my wife does, and so I don't actually know what the status of the RM uh, election is, so I oh. can't answer that. So that's really good political conversation we can yeah. have on the discussion. This, this, Except this roundtable is heating up. Yeah, Ooh, if only yeah. we weren't stuck in a sub-basement, we might be able to find this information out. <laughs> That's right. Oh. Oh, are you are you looking for are you looking it up right now? Are you, are in, you the card catalog. in the card yeah. catalog? Yeah. Exactly. You know, remember the days when they actually had like vacuum tubes here? You could like send your request up. I wish budget cuts. I wish we had that, yeah. yeah. I know. Um, I wouldn't put myself in that so I could get out of the sub basement. <laughs> There are very small tubes. There is. There I'm is an election. Desperate. There is an you're election. In the, you're in the RM of Sherwood? Edenwald. Oh, damn. I looked up Sherwood. Well, in the, in the RM of Sherwood, there's one on October 26th. Is that the same day as Yeah. The, I bet you Edenwald has I one, too. I bet it yeah. does. Yeah. You should probably vote. I probably will. It's like a reeve. Or so. Is it like a reeve that you yeah. vote for? Yeah. Yes. Yes. yeah. The reeve and counselors. Yeah. yeah. Do they have to dress up in like medieval clothing? It sounds to me like a reeve should look. Puffy hat. Yeah, puffy hat, mm -hmm. you know, gaiters. I don't know. I'm not sure what medieval people wear. Yeah. I've never been to the RM council meeting. I think but, they're really short. But they did gravel our road recently. Well, a month ago, which was nice of them. So you're going to vote in the incumbent then? Yeah, probably. Can yeah. I give you the gravel? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you got, got my vote. <laughs> <laughs> oh, got another call coming into the political roundtable. Oh, okay, great. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Yeah. Uh, do you remember me? Uh, uh, I, I'm calling back. I uh, I still. Uh, yeah, you didn't answer my question. I still want to know. You want to know what about your sandwich? Yeah, I want to know how it tasted. How should I know? What do you think? I took your sandwich. I don't know. That's between you and my sandwich. But I thought you could provide a hypothetical. <laughs> what? A hypothetical? Yeah, you know, like, what? what is a sandwich all about? You know enough to, like, you do all kinds of reporting. You know enough to know what my sandwich would have tasted like. How should I know? What was in your sandwich? Uh, see, I think you know. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll say it tasted fine then. Yeah, yeah, okay, I do it. Uh, that's, yeah, I do. Oh, come on. I, I do. You would have enough a priori knowledge of sandwiches to describe my sandwich to me. A priori? No. Okay, look, you got me. It was 100% empirical. I ate your sandwich. I ate it. And it was meatball. It was a meatball sub, and it wasn't even very good. You ate my sandwich? Yeah. That's... Okay. Uh, well, at least I'm eligible for a free sub. Yeah. Good luck with that. Pal. All right. That's the the politics are heating up even more. <laughs> yeah, I was really hungry. Yeah. 
No, I, know, I, there's, I, a, there's a there's a loose meatball sub sitting around. Yeah. What are you well, going to do? Exactly. Well, there's no there's no oatmeal around here. In the, yeah. In the and what are you going to do? Because clearly we're the same person. Clearly, it sounds so because I I kind of have a vague memory of eating that sandwich as well. Oh yeah. Did we divide it? We must. We we, we must have. We're not the same person. Yeah. This is making yeah. a lot more sense now, though, that you're the same person. What? This has been really confusing up until this point, but now it makes sense. Exactly. This, <laughs> this whole show, this, all the meetings for the last year have been nonsensical, but now with this vital piece of info. Yeah. 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 It's all been me with a cassette player. Or, or Aiden with, with a cassette, cassette player. player. Or who neither. Who? Or you. <laughs> with two cassette players. <laughs> it's been, it's been In shared the, the intern all along. <laughs> Eating oatmeal, making radio. And talking politics. Yeah. Speaking of, we're running out of time on our political roundtable, oh, but no. I feel like we made some like significant progress. Um, we advanced the political yeah. talk. Sherrit, can you tell us about Radiothon again? Yeah, for sure. So if you are interested in making a donation to CJTR, Regina Community Radio, uh, any donation over $25 is going to get you uh, your name into the draw for our grand prize, which is an all-inclusive seven-day trip for two to KO Santa Maria, Cuba. Airfare and hotel are covered in this uh, in this prize, and it is courtesy of Carlson, Vaughan, Lee, Rickert, Travel, and Transat. If you donate $50 or more, you get a CJTR mug. A donation of $100 or more gets you a CJTR t-shirt. A donation of $150 gets you a mug and a t-shirt. And there's one more thing to tell you about. With a pledge of $25 or more today, your name goes into the draw for a $100 gift card to Vintage Vinyl. Ooh, not yes. bad. So there's a lot of reasons to give, and you could potentially get a lot of stuff back. Yeah, that's fantastic. And, you know, once again, you've come into uh, the meeting better prepared than we were. You're going to be running the Q QCIB before too long, sure. Oh, if you stick with us. I don't know. I don't know. You're an intern now, but you could soon be an improvement um, clerk. Aw, yeah. that's sweet. That's good. Yeah. And we call well, you Sherrod Clerk. <laughs> um, okay, so anyways, uh, I think it's getting close to time. I'm, uh, but we should mention, uh, if you want to make a pledge, go to www.cjtr.ca or uh, phone 306-525-7274. This has been, uh, well, should we motion to adjourn? Yeah. Okay, motion passed. You have been listening to the Queen City Improvement Bureau on 91.3 FM CJTR, Regina Community Radio. This is Radiothon and the Thursday Night Action Pack Super Show Edition. Uh, music has been provided, as always, by Ryan Hill, a.k.a. Guidewire. Thanks to Councillor Bob Hawkins and, of course, to Jared Clark, the Prairie Naturalist, whose show runs at from 6 to 6.30 on Thursdays. Uh, you can find us online, Twitter, Queen City IB, that's, remember, that's, ir that's Improvement Bureau, not Irritable Bowel, or find us QueenCityIB.com, or listen to us at cgtr.ca slash podcast, also on iTunes. Next up is Nerdcore Cabaret with Maddie V. We, who knows, we might even show up on there, uh, followed by the cockpit. And maybe oh, my God. Aiden, I feel the tug. Oh, I feel, God, the, I feel no, that quantum leap tug. Again. I thought we were done Oh, no. Oh, 